0: Ross Tucker football podcast because I never do that. I bring it for you 30 minutes every day, Monday through Friday. We've got the other shows, of course, even money betting podcast, where we are killing it, man. Fantasy feast podcast we posted later today. That's a two parter. First part today, part two tomorrow. Help those of you in your fantasy championships. College draft podcast already posted, getting you ready for the college football playoff, among others. Really excited about today's show. Mike Chinetti, who does an unbelievable job for Spotrack, is going to be on um, as our guest. I got a lot of quarterback contract questions for Mike. He's the best in the business. Really looking forward to that. We are presented by DraftKings. It is a Wednesday, which means we're only two days away, believe it or not, for me giving out more winners, which I love to do. Please spread the word via social media. I'm looking for some people that rate and review the show. So right when you're done listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, just rate, review, screenshot, send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. You got a great chance to be the spread the word winner. Sponsor confirmation email winners. We got a lot of rocket money and uh, Peloton this week. So why not do the free trial from Peloton? You might as well. YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. You know, I bet most of you are – and I know he's been on the show before. But I bet most of you are very familiar with – and I always – every year I ask you this, Mike. Spo Track or Spa Track? It's spot Track, right? Spa.
1: It's the oh. last Ah! Yeah. I'll we'll take For it anyway. Refresh my memory on why. On Wyatt, is it? It's yeah, Wyatt Spot, spot Track. Yeah. yeah, it's the spot for sports contracts smashed together. Fifteen years, literally, fifteen years ago today, we're gonna to celebrate it tonight with beers. So, um, you know, it 15 was fifteen years was ago kind of today. Cute. Yeah, literally, it's their anniversary. So you're uh, you're kicking off a big day for us here at Spot Track, Ross.
0: That is amazing, yeah. dude. That is awesome. Fifteen years. Congratulations, Mike. That's incredible. So it is the place to go for contract information, period. Like I have it bookmarked on my web browser. Anytime I need to look up any player's contract, boom, I go right there, spa track. The key is at the top. It's so easy to just search. It's just so awesome. Absolutely awesome. Love everything you got going. It's funny because number one trending player right now is J.J. Watt. I was going to ask this question but I don't really need to I could just look it up. How much money has he made in his NFL career? 130 million, huh? 130 million. And that's of course just from his NFL player contracts.
1: Yeah, 1 130. I think he might make a little more here. He's got 2 weeks to get a half a sack which gets him an extra 250,000, so he's fourth most in defensive history right now. 130 million JJ Watt. Who's he behind? uh Calais Campbell and Sue and I'm forgetting one I'm forgetting making a trivia question Ross I'm forgetting one for you man
0: I got it we'll do a. we will do a trivia question um that is interesting though because that those yeah. guys I don't think are as good of players as he's been
1: no no he took a little less the last five six years in that on that Houston team with uh you know, Deshaun and his contract, but look it. And and look, he's not having the long career that some of these other defensive players have had to have class Campbell's bounced around here for a couple of years on one-year deals. I'm kind of happy that Watts not going to do that. You know, he's not going to bounce around and be a journeyman for the, for the next five years. So I I like the decision. In fairness, Calais Campbell's
0: still kind of playing as you know, what off. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still good. He's been in Baltimore last few years. It's amazing how good he is, but that's, that's interesting. So after we post this, Mike, yeah. You gotta reply with who the third guy is. Okay.
1: I'll get you, you there. You gotta
0: look it up and reply. Cause now I'm now I'm, I'm sure I can just I can just search it on your site, which is amazing. <laughs> um so there's a bunch of reasons I wanted to have you on, Mike. The biggest one, though, is probably some of these quarterback contracts. And they fall into a couple different categories, one of which is Guys that are showing they are starting quarterbacks, but not necessarily long-term franchise quarterbacks, and what their teams or the market might do with them contractually. In my head, Mike, and I'm sure I'm not right, but that's why I have you on. (laughs) In my head, it feels like you are either cemented as a franchise guy, And you get over 40 million a year, or you're like a high end backup and you get like seven or eight million a year. I know there are guys in between, and you're going to tell me who they are, but I can't remember who they are. And it just feels like there's this crazy wide abyss between those two categories.
1: No, that is the conversation to be having. And it's a really important offseason to change that. There's only one guy who's worth kind of any, any kind of discussion. And it's Tannehill. Tannehill the only guy that sits in the middle of this pack right now. And you can, you can take him or leave him right now. You're, you're referring to Daniel Jones. You're referring to Geno Smith, right? That's where we're about to get yes. you here. It's those two guys that we have, even, even me who I li- literally live and breathe this stuff. I don't, I don't know precisely how to attack, attack these guys with evaluation because the league just doesn't have a spot for them right now. You're right. It's total boomer bust. Uh, and it's got to change. We've got to have room for $25 million quarterbacks in this league because we just don't have 32 franchises that can go $40 million a year and keep themselves afloat. So it's a really important offseason for those kind of players. I, I might put Baker Mayfield in this conversation if he kind of finishes strong here, though there might be a different avenue for him. But that, that's where we have to be. I, I, look, you don't have to be eight-year contracts to be a franchise quarterback. I'm all for these bridge deals for, you know, two, three years, maybe fully guaranteed between 22, 25 million for somebody like Daniel Jones, who's still a maybe, and and it's okay to be a maybe. You don't have to be a slam dunk after four years in the NFL um, and and have to be forced into $45 million contracts if you're a front office. So it's an important offseason for those kind of uh, situations because the NFL has just sort of abandoned them. So, boy, I got a lot of questions. Mm Mm-hmm what is the franchise tag
0: for quarterbacks next year? Because part of me thinks Mike, that maybe there is a team out there that would give Daniel Jones or Geno Smith into the 30 million plus a year because they've played well this year. But what's the franchise tag where their team could say, "Yeah,
1: you know what? We'll keep you here for one more year. Yeah. It's a razor thin margin. In my opinion, that. The the non-exclusive tag right now projects to 32 million, and that exclusive tag that we think Lamar is going to get is 45 million. So there's a big gap there. Um, So if we're talking the Jones Smith route, it's about 32 and change just to keep him on the roster in February with that tag. I I think you're right. I think there's a team like Washington, especially in division with Daniel Jones, who would overpay to take him away from the Giants, leaving them with essentially nothing. Um, So it's it's close. to to whether the Giants, whether the Seahawks want to go that $32 million route. Because remember, that's cap that hits immediately. Even if they don't sign that franchise tag, they have to be able to apply that cap March 15th just to keep those guys on the roster. So it's a razor-thin margin of do you you play with fire, let those guys walk, and see if somebody can reset their market above where you want to be, or do you try to get something done right now and figure it out?
0: Well, I guess the way I look at it, Mike, is If you're Seattle or the Giants, who else are you going to get? That's right. Who else are you going to get that you think is going to perform better than these guys performed? You know, they're not top 10 quarterbacks, but they've performed as quality starters this year, and you wouldn't think they'd be worse in year two for Daniel Jones with Brian Dable and his offense or year two for Geno kind of being the guy until, although he's trailed off a little bit, you know, these last few games, that's interesting. So right now, are you telling me the only guy between 10 million a year and 40 million a year is Ryan Tannehill, a
1: quarterback? For the most part, uh, Kirk Cousins is just under that $40 million mark. He's not going to be for long. They're going to lock him in this offseason. But but we're talking about starting quarterbacks. It's rookie deals, Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, and then Derek Carr and up, which are $40 million quarterbacks. So it's it's really gone crazy the last three off seasons. And, and you're right. There's just no middle ground. Uh, and that's dangerous. The NBA had this happen, Ross. And it got real dangerous for a couple years there where you had, a, you had a 2% class and then the rookie wage scale, and the middle class was just totally toast. And I don't want the NFL to get there because the middle class, as you know, in the NFL is 45 to 48 guys on a roster. It's not just – six guys sitting on a bench in, in an NBA team. So it's a dangerous w- water we're getting into here. But I do think this is an offseason that can start to change that mindset, which is good. I don't think everybody's worth $40 million in this league.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know that anybody's going to give them that, but somebody might. They might That's have the thing. to. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's possible. I don't know if it's Carolina. I, I don't know what team it is, but there are going to be a team out there and probably more likely for Daniel Jones than Geno Smith. But I, I can see a team giving Daniel Jones $40 million a year. Maybe it's not the guarantees. Maybe it's not super long, but it's the average per year that I'm sure he and his agent would love to get.
1: You know what else? Uh, and this is very NBA-ish as well. Get him done. Keep him here. Make it look like it's a big, huge, stinking deal. Everybody's tradable right now. Carson Wentz has been traded twice. Sam Darnold's been traded. Baker Mayfield's been traded. Zach Wilson's going to be traded. You know what I mean? Even the worst of the worst are tradable right now, regardless of the contract situation. Carson Wentz's contract was awful the last two times he's been traded, and he, he was still moved for a, a high-end draft pick. So I think front offices are starting to understand that's how powerful this position is, where we can pay these guys $60 million for two years on a $180 million contract, and let somebody else deal with the last two to three years of this deal and figure it out from there. So nobody's thinking five, six years anymore, and that's that's how it should be. This is a two- to three-year window. And for a team that's that's in that pocket, you know, the Giants are, are, are kind of nibbling at, at that contention window. Washington's sort of sitting there with that defense and a couple of weapons. So there, there are teams that I think will go stupid on the overall contract for a quarterback that's not worth it just to see if it could be that one little upgrade that gets them uh, over the hump in 2023.
0: Wanted to ask you Mike about Matthew Stafford, Mm -hmm. because I talked about this a couple weeks ago when he was on his wife's podcast. What a, what a time to be alive, by the way, when he was on his (laughs) wife's podcast and said that he, uh, that, that he's not going to retire. Correct me if I'm wrong. He has a lot of money. Yeah. tied in the injury guarantees and if you say you're retiring <laughs> that's right you don't get it no that's but right if you continue to rehab continue to try to try to play um you get the money like in other words he's even if he's not playing football again he's not saying he's retiring correct
1: Okay, so I'm going to bury a lead for the podcast I'm about to post later, later today, man, because I, I just sort of worked this out in my head just like you did. And I, I went even one step further. You're, you're definitely right. Uh, the second that Matthew Stafford hits March 17th, 68 a half million million basically fully guarantees. He's not walking away from that, even though he's made an absurd amount of money from his rookie contract before the rookie wage scale and all that. He's made a ton of money on the field. Um, he's just not walking away from $70 million in front of you. I also don't think he's ever going to be 100% healthy again. We've seen these neck injuries. We saw what happened with Peyton and those kind of contusion issues. Um, it just doesn't bode well for mid-30s guys coming back from this injury. The Rams probably know this. Everybody's kind of in the same camp right now. Is there a world where Matthew Stafford is, plays when he's available, but they don't overdo it, and Baker Mayfield is just a QB 1A on that roster? I think we're, we're walking ourselves down this path right now where Baker gets a Rams contract to facilitate Matthew Stafford's injury, and then eventually to, to take the keys and, and take over this roster, it's perfectly plausible. You can see uh, Sean McVay sort of saying out loud publicly how much he he respects and is getting along with this situation right now. And if Stafford's injury is essentially career not threatening, but you know, uh, you know, confusing for the next couple of years, he's not walking away from seventy million. So the Rams will have to deal with it, and they can deal with it by adding another good quarterback to facilitate that process.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll be uh, very curious to see whether or not Matthew ever plays again. What I was confused about, as a guy that my career ended with a bruised spinal cord, a little confused that they say he can keep playing without having surgery. Because something bruises spinal cord, and usually you need surgery to correct whatever that
1: was so So that – you know, so it doesn't happen again. And I hate to be conspiracy hot take guy, but do you think he's going to wait till the very last minute to make that surgery decision? We see it a lot with baseball um, where guys get to spring training and realize, Hey, this is, this is probably worse than it should be. And uh, why put myself through this arduous marathon of a season when I can just have surgery and also get paid. I'm not saying Stafford's going that route and, 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 you know, trying to just bag his money without playing again, but there's certainly a, a reason for the delay, and and when you have financial security in front of you, it's probably a good reason to do it. Speaking of financial security, <laughs> wanted to ask you
0: about both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Two different categories here, on some level, but Russell Wilson, you know, I've seen a lot of people say they're stuck with him for two more years, or they're stuck with him for one more year, Mm-mm. but they could also write cut them make them post june 1st take an inordinate amount of dead cat money this year and next year but at least be out
1: from under it and move on right no <laughs> not in my personal opinion uh there this is a four-year guarantee russ Ross, it's uh it's $104 million. However you slice it, that's what's left in guaranteed cash on this thing. It's, it's, you want to write that check right now? Cause that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to basically pony up $104 million cash right now up front. And that doesn't get split up into post June 1st. That's cash. That's accelerated salary that has to hit 2023. So it's impossible right now to move on. You want to find a trade partner and you want to toss in a first round pick and get him out the door. That's a conversation we can start to have. Although I don't, I can't even imagine there's a franchise that would do that right now, but we are in my opinion, two years away from having this conversation about them buying out the rest of his contract. And it's not even about dead cap. It's about hard cash right now because that cash hits immediately. There's no flexibility with how you spread that out over the cap. So um, I, I think this is a conversation we just have to wait on. Unfortunately, I know it's the hot burning item right now because Russ is just a disaster um, and that Denver team as a whole is just a disaster, but they're gonna they're gonna try to patch this with a coach and and understand that this contract is absolutely lock and key. And we're we're I think a few months away from seeing the same situation in Arizona. By the way, I mean Kyler Murray's five years guaranteed out right now, and there's no getting out of that either. So uh, there's gonna be a lot of fixing other items because the quarterback is locked in around the league.
0: What okay, I, I want to make sure I understand. So why can't it be a post June 1st, even next year?
1: So the only thing that post June 1st are the bonuses, right? So there's an option bonus, there's a signing bonus. So that can get, that can get split into two, but the actual guaranteed cash, the salary, the base salary, that's fully guaranteed. And there's three more years of it. The second you cut a guy, all of that accelerates into the current year. So obviously it'll be less next year to do it. Um, But right now, that's 60 million. Okay, there's there's a ton of base salary built into these bonuses, so you can finagle it. And you know, I'll get the numbers for you, and I'll tweet them out for you, and after we talk here, to give you the actual post June 1st release this and next year. But I'm just telling you right now, we're talking 50, 60, 70 million of dead cap in one year to do that right now. It's not feasible.
0: What about Deshaun Watson? I know his contract's fully guaranteed. I guess my question is, how much is his performance so far this year? And I realize it's only been whatever, four games, five games, whatever it's been. How much does that hurt a guy like Lamar Jackson or anybody else looking for these fully guaranteed deals? Yeah,
1: it's, it, it needed to be a home run for Lamar, for Lamar to even talk about that. And, uh, and I realize that's a lot to ask for his situation out of the gate after not playing for 18 months, his decision, of course, to, for half of it. Um, we're just not there. We're not at fully guaranteed contracts. Certainly not in the four to five to six year range. You want to start talking about two to three years like Aaron Rodgers just did. I think that's a feasible conversation to start having, but we're just not there. And and this was another step back. Uh, the Kirk cousins contract five years ago was a big step back, even though he's really rounded into form. And, uh, this is just another version of that. We got to give him one more year obviously. And that might be a situation where they patch some other things to try to fix it. But, um, It was reckless when it was signed. It's no matter what happens, even if they win a Super Bowl, most front offices in this league are going to look at that situation and say that was reckless in every regard. Wow.
0: Well, I don't really picture them winning a Super Bowl. That would surprise (laughs) me. Um, Make sure you follow this man on social media. I'm a big fan. He's my go-to guy. It's at Spotrack, S-P-O-T-R-A-C, um, I need to go in the penalty box for starting out. You know, I always call it Spa Track, but for some reason, I thought in my head, I'm wrong. It's Spo Track. He told me last time it's Spo Track. So, Spa Track, Mike, 15 years is yeah. incredible. Congratulations. That is awesome. I had obviously no idea when I brought you on the show that it was your anniversary, but that's awesome, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's a quite the accomplishment. I
1: appreciate it, man. It's been awesome to see you blow up as well. Love seeing you everywhere. Trying, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You bet. Let's do it again. Thank
0: you so much, by the way, to Peloton as well. I know you guys know about Peloton bikes, but they got a lot more than that. My wife has a Peloton treadmill, which she loves. Doesn't let me use it that much because that's no, that's mine. That's mine. Okay. But what she does lots of classes too. Yoga, strength training, HIT boxing love it what's really cool is all the different levels like my wife's on that she'll just do like a 10-15 minute power walk other times she'll do something a little bit tougher um but I love two things about it when I hear her doing it and I go downstairs I love number one the instructors they're motivating you know she does better when she's like in a class or has someone talking to her which is this and the music The music is awesome. Absolutely awesome. That The combination of the music and the instructor, I think, is what really gets her going. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. It's not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. That's onepeloton.com Go to your happy price, price line.
2: Tuck Stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start with J.J. Watt announcing that he's retiring after, at the end of the season after 12 years in the NFL.
0: First of all, it feels like he's been playing longer than 12 years, doesn't it? I mean, it feels like he's been playing a long time. Secondly, I am glad that he's retiring at this point because, number one, he's still playing at a high level, which is cool. But number two, he has had a lot of injuries. I mean, he has had a bruised and battered body. And <clears throat> I'm glad he's getting out while the getting out is still good. He's obviously had a tremendous, tremendous career, both in Houston and Arizona. He's got a baby boy. And, you yeah, know, that's kind of the dream, right? Like, had a great... Had a great run as a player. Now he gets to, you know, live the next phase of his life. I'm sure he'll be doing commercials, maybe media. I don't know what he'll get into. He's a smart guy. Um, He's a guy that's really in the business and stuff like that. So be curious. See what he does.
2: The Steelers signed linebacker Tate Crowder off the Giants practice squad.
0: It's always interesting. It's like, I felt like a month ago, Tay Crowder was like the Giants' leading tackler. Then they cut him. He wasn't, evidently. Then they cut him. They put him on the practice squad. And now the Steelers, look, there's only two games left. Steelers are trying to win those two games. You know, like, they are highly unlikely to go to the playoffs, but they're not putting anything past them, and they want the winning season, and they need a linebacker, and Tay Crowder's that guy. Just another reason, what I love about the Steelers is their relentless pursuit of getting that next win.
2: Tuck takes. Five members of the original Hogs are threatening to sue Dan Snyder for usage of the term.
0: It is always something. It is always, always, always something with that franchise. And it's a shame because I started and finished my career there. I have some affinity for them as a result of that. And yet, here we are. It's like Mark May, Joe Jacoby, John Riggins. I don't even know all the particulars. I was reading an article about it, Jack, but it seems like the commanders are doing something with the Hogs to try to make money, and the guys that were actually the Hogs, the original Hogs in the '80s, they don't want anything to do it with it. They they don't like that the franchise is making money basically off of them without them getting any part of it. Like yeah, it's mean, the guys that won all the Super Bowls for the franchise. Like that they couldn't have worked this out ahead of time. They couldn't have figured something out. It just it 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 always turns ugly with that franchise. What were you going to say, Jack?
2: I was going to say the reason is that they're deciding the new mascot of the Commanders, and the finalist reportedly is a dog and a hog, and that is why they're trying to trademark or whatever with the hog.
0: Yeah. Why don't they just name them the Washington Hogs or Warthogs and have that be the mascot? Would have been way too easy. Commanders, but then the mascot's a hog? I don't get it. Let's do an email, Jack. It's been a little while. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's, here's your, your chance.
1: chance. It's time to ask Ross. It
0: is ross at com? You guys know the drill. I love any email questions you send me, but especially if you get a chance to take advantage of one of our sponsors, then forward me that confirmation email you get and – ask me your question you guarantee by the way to get your question read and responded to on the show which is cool and you also have a great chance to be the sponsor confirmation email winner what do you got jack
2: this is from judy winnie she says hi ross i'm a former food writer from south jersey now living in seattle big eagles fan we've listened to your to talk on your podcast about press box menus what's your favorite what was the worst and did you really eat two filet beef sandwiches, a Cajun chicken sandwich, and a bratwurst at 9 a.m. at the West Point game?
0: So I'll answer the last question first. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> every every West Point game. Yeah. Now, these aren't, like, huge sandwiches, um, Judy. But, yes, I did. Two filet sandwiches, Cajun chicken sandwich, and a brat. Um A lot of bread. I try to, like, take the top off the bread of the buns. And I really don't need the bread as much. It goes well with the filet sandwiches, though. But for the brat, I just eat the brat. And then the Cajun chicken sandwich, I usually just eat the Cajun chicken. That is the world-famous Lichtenberg tailgate, of which I am a big fan. And uh, my mouth is watering right now. You're talking to someone right now, Jack that has the stomach bug and I have not eaten anything in 37 hours now which is like that might be a record for me (laughs) so just so you guys know when I'm getting through these shows um I actually feel a little bit better now but I still have the the stomach issue going but um yeah I've not eaten anything in 37 hours that is rare for me chugging I'm like chugging Pedialyte to try to replenish the the fluids um the worst is tough typically jacksonville's pretty bad the titans are pretty oh you know who the worst is washington the commanders terrible absolutely terrible big surprise right big surprise judy favorite would be um Cowboys Thanksgiving is really, really top-notch. The Packers with the brats and the salad bar and the entree, they're up there. Those are two that jump out to me on the positive side, Cowboys and Packers. Negative side, Commanders or whatever the team name is now, whatever. Good question, Judy. Hopefully, we get to another one tomorrow on a Greg Cosell Thursday. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture. Humanheadnyc.com, steakhouseports.com, go-bangles.com, evergreen economics, vision comics with an X, backoffice and the gift that keeps on giving. Never a wrong time to give someone a gift from myfrontpagestory.com. I think we're done here.